wanted to start this podcast to share hunting stories of my experiences and what I've done over the years. There's so much more that is involved in hunting than just pulling the trigger and killing an animal. We want to be inspirational, educational, but we also want to have a good time and teach you how to have a good time as well. This is our final episode of a three-part series where I talk with Ted Nestor and Austin Pressey. That is the coolest thing about Texas that I love. You never know what you're going to see. You could be hunting for whitetail and a freaking zebra walk by. I was watching a video the other day and dude was deer hunting. Out of nowhere, here comes a freaking kangaroo. This is going to be a fun trip, very memorable trip. It's just a guy's trip. This is my first trip without my family. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, me too. Hopefully tag out in two days and then pack up my stuff and head to Texas. You know, will I be able to tell the difference between a big buck here and a big buck in, in Ohio? These deer up here in Ohio can eat them Texas deer. When I first saw my first Texas white tail, I was like, that's no bigger than a German Shepherd. Welcome to Hunting Day with Stephen Robbins. Now for your host, Stephen Robbins. All right, guys and gals, welcome back to another episode of Hunting Day. This is our final episode of a three-part series where I sit down and talk with Ted Nestor from The Chase with Ted and Amber and Austin Pressey from Wicked 7 Outdoors. We continue our conversation about all dad hunting and even the possibility of going to South Texas and doing some bow fishing if we're successful in our all dad hunt. Yeah, so our season, like all three of us have had a really good seat. Well, Ted, you even killed a doe the other evening yourself. And yep. Beautiful heart shot on, on her with your, your Matthews. And uh, I mean, we've had for all, you know, all inclusive Austin with your guiding killing some 33 inch monster all dad and then ted and myself with the kids like our season has kicked off great and i just think this trip is just going to be one step like it we're just gonna the season is going to keep getting better and better or as i like to say gooder and gooder -er. but uh, yeah (laughs) (laughs) so no and you're you're absolutely right i mean if our season's going this well already it's only going to go up yeah like we're i'm having a blast doing what i do you know seeing both of your guys' girls shoot deer you know this year i'm like let's go you know and then ted got his you know and it's just the season's off to a great start like this is probably one of the best years for hunting and i'm not just saying that because i'm on here it's i genuine genuinely feel that way it's it's a solid year yeah and you know what we say keep hunting Mm-hmm. keep hunting that's right so um anything like I- any last like hey this is you know prepare for this or you know we might do this or uh, actually i'm gonna throw this out there ted brought it up to me because you were just down on the coast shooting some big old alligator gar and uh ted brought it up he said man if we tag out early how you feel about making a six-hour drive to the coast i said Wow. six hour drive don't bother me any so there is still a chance of uh, a bow fishing trip so we're i mean we got a long list right we got all dad we got mule deer <laughs> we got mountain lions we got gray fox bobcats coyotes um maybe a tarantula or a scorpion i don't know um and then some possible some possibility big old alligator guard too so um i'm definitely yep. looking forward to this trip this is gonna be fun Yep. And I mean, yeah, going down, I've got a buddy that I 
who's for my bow fishing trips. It's uh, Patrick Orozco with uh, Twisted Arrow Outfitters. And uh, he probably one of the best bow fishing guides I've ever been with. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we can absolutely go with him. I mean, it's if, if we tag, if y'all tag out early and, you know, we get it done day one, day one and a half, we'll load up the trucks and we'll head to Choke Canyon and I'll call Patrick on the way and be like, hey, buddy, let's go get the boat. No, no. Six hour drive? Six hour yeah, drive. Yeah, it's a six hour drive from Presidio. Yep. No, I, I feel one, like. One end of the state to the other. I feel like we need to kill three all dad, though. Because I feel like you need to kill one on camera too, Austin, and uh, you know one of them big Man, be, thirty inch plus. I mean, it would be like I like I said before. You know, I've guided plenty of them, and it's just never been my time to shoot one. I, uh, think I, I won't that. ever pass up the opportunity. <laughs> I appreciate it. I think I think we no. need to make we're going to make this happen. We'll, uh, we'll give it the old college try. There Swing you go. for the fences. Thing that we're going to try to do, Austin and I talked about this. Um, you know, <clears throat> so we go to the ATA show every year, and that's kind of where we get our sponsors and stuff like that. Um, we're going to try to get as much footage as possible. And um, so every year they have a Badlands Film Festival. Okay which is short clips, um, you know, eight to 10 minutes, basically you're hunting eight to 10 minutes. Um, you know, just, just kind of, I mean, I'm not sure if you guys have seen them or not, but they're really cool films, uh, just real short films. And I want to try to put this, this hunt, if we can in an eight to 10 minute hunt, and submit it to the Badlands Film Festival. Okay. So I think that would be just a just a really cool, uh, you know, because you know one thing that Austin and I talked about a lot or a little bit is, you know, a lot of these like these Badlands Film Festival stuff. It's uh, mostly deer, elk, moose, stuff like that. Yeah. Um. And, and as far as exotics go, you know, in the TV world, um, exotics really don't get much credit like I think they should, um, you know, because a lot of people, you know, they, they, they I mean, a lot of people look at exotics as all high fenced. Yeah. Which some of them are, but they, you know, like, like they don't realize that, that there's a lot of exotics in Texas that aren't high fence. Yeah. You know, like, like Axis and black buck. Um, that one guy that we know, I mean, he's got stuff coming across his land all the time, just random. You know, that, that is the coolest thing about Texas that I love is especially when you're hunting on a on a low fence place you never know what you're going to see i mean you could be hunting for whitetail and a freaking zebra walk by i mean <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> yeah like, i was watching a video the other day and dude was deer hunting 
And out of nowhere, here comes a freaking kangaroo. Like, <laughs> but really, like, you know, I, I think that, I think if we can paint this hunt with it being backcountry, free range, the camping, the, the roughing it, the, uh, the, the walking, you know, the seven miles like they do for these big mountain sheep, yeah. these elk, mule deer backcountry, you know, that it's no different. It's just a different animal. I think it would be edited with, with being edited correctly and telling a good story. I think it could be just as good as a, as a backcountry pronghorn she- or a, you know, mountain goat or moose or whatever. Yeah. Um, you know, they may say, no, your video is not good enough. And I'll be like, okay, I'm still going to put it on TV, but you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <clears throat> but, you know, I just think it would be a cool thing if we could put that together and, and enter that into the Badlands Film Festival. I mean, obviously, you know, this is going to go on Pursuit Channel and Carbon TV and, you know, Hunt Channel and everything, you know, every other outlet that we're doing. But it would just be really cool, you know, because I've been to several ATA shows. You've been to several ATA shows. I've been to these Badlands Film Festival, and I just watch watch it on, on the screen. And it's like, it, it's so cool, the story that people can tell. You can take a 10-day hunt and turn it into an eight-minute eight minute ordeal and still capture the whole experience. Yeah. Oh, you, know, yeah. you might not use a three minute block here or a two minute block there. You might use a tw- 10 second block, you know, a video. And I, that's one thing I always look forward to every year is the Badlands film festival. Like I've got my notifications on for Badlands. I, I'm a, I mean, wearing my Badlands shirt and my hat, you know, it's, I like Badlands. They, I just like their warranty because if I ever wear out something of their product, I know I can send it in and get it back. Yeah. But, um, I always look forward to their film festival just because it's like the stories, you know, there was one about a, a kid who lost a, a family friend of his, I think it was last year's film festival winner. Um, you know, and it tells the whole story of how the old man gave the kid the bow and the kid shot his first deer with a bow with that bow and told the whole story of how it all came to be. And it's just those little moments in the, that film festival are like kind of what grabs you and just pulls you into it. And you're like, I got to watch the next year's, you know, and you sit there for 365 days waiting for the next notification to come up for the, the film festival. Yeah. Right. So I'm on their website right now and uh, it says the feature film category is recommended overall running time five to eight minutes with a 10 minute maximum. And then the short film is two to three minutes with a four minute maximum. And I feel like that's doable. Very doable. Either of those categories. Yeah. And I believe that you can enter both. Okay. I don't think you're limited to one or the other. Yeah. Uh, This is going to be fun. It's going to be fun. We're going to put, put a lot of fun stuff together through this. It's going to be, it's going to be an experience. Obviously we have a goal of killing three all dad and some bonus animals putting together a really cool TV show for Ted and Amber, the chase with Ted and Amber. I love it. I love the new name, buddy. And oddly enough, Austin's dog is named chase. Does the dog go with us? I haven't taken him. I've just got him. So I adopted him about a month ago. He's a black lab, a year old. 
Mm. I adopted him about a month ago and I've been working on him, you know, a little bit here and there with, you know, just training. And, uh, I think I could take him on a hunt, but he'd have to stay at the truck. I don't trust him not to wander and blow a hunt out. Right. Um, he's not, I don't know that he'd do real good with blood trailing. I'm sure I could teach him how to. So like, if I ever needed to, you know, run back down the mountain, go grab the dog and then go back up the hill and put him on a trail. I'm sure I could find one, but I haven't worked with him to that extent in the short amount of time I've had him yet. Yeah. I'm going to, my taxidermist up the road here, he's got a chocolate lab and it was, I think it was a, like a good two years before he kind of cut him loose and, you know, as far as like trailing deer, deer, or, you know, how the, the as far as the, the training process got, you know, he started when he was a pup with shed, you know, finding sheds and stuff like that. But I think it was like two years before the, like the serious training commenced. So I've had a German short hair pointer and I've had this lab. This lab is, you got to keep him busy. Like I take him, I try to take him with me everywhere that I can. And then whenever I have hunts, he kind of stays home. I, I try to take him everywhere I can, you know, to build a relationship with him. So this way, whenever I do have to really get on, not get onto him, but you know, like, Hey, this is, we're working now, not playtime. He kind of understands and knows what to do. And he listens pretty good. I mean, I've, he stays in my truck whenever I have to run into the grocery store, I'll leave the truck on because I know if somebody opens the door on the truck, he'll probably try to eat them or lick them to death either way. And, uh, yeah, he's just, he's lovable as all get out. And he's probably one of the favorite dogs I've ever owned. Heck yeah. Well, guys, I really appreciate this. This has been fun. I know it's kind of hyping us up, getting us ready for this, uh, for the actual hunt. And, uh, typically I ask everybody, you know, if you could hunt anywhere in the world, where would you hunt? But I've already done that. And you guys have already answered that. And we're making <laughs> Austin's come true. I'm telling you, we're going to kill three big all dad on this trip. I just feel it. And uh, we're going to make it That's happen good. for sure. And then, like I said, there's plenty of bonus animals down there. That's what I love about Texas. And uh, we're going to make, we're going to make, this is going to be a fun trip, a very, very memorable trip. And it's just a guy's trip. This is my first trip hunting without my family. And, uh, so I, I, I feel, I feel different about that because I always like to hunt with them, but at the same time, um, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, me too. Yeah. <laughs> me too, man. I can't wait. I'm looking forward to it. Like I never usually want to rush bow season in Ohio, but I know that I'm leaving a couple of days after I get back from Ohio. So I really want to hopefully tag out in two days in Ohio with me and Amber and then pack up my stuff and head to Texas. Cause I've got, I've got probably, you know, we've got a lease there in Texas too. So, and obviously when I come to Texas, you know, I hunt, but I work, uh, you know, I have to work, but I have, we have a lease there in Ballinger and we've got like nine bucks on this lease. And one of them is a giant nine point. And, you know, I hope I don't knock on wood, jinx myself by saying this, but if old boy keeps doing what he's doing by the 18th, there's a very, very good chance that he's going to be making a long ride back to West Virginia. 
<laughs> I hope I hope he does. I I really do. I oh, hope he dude. hope he makes that trip. Have to ground check him. Yep. Well, I can tell you what. As big as this one is, he he's considerably bigger than any of the other deer. And he was, you know, I was Amber and I were looking at pictures of him today. You can you can see he is definitely like a mature deer. Like he is thick, heavy. Um, you know, he's he's. I mean, for a Texas deer. He's got a huge body. Um, now, for Texas, I mean, 160-pound deer, that's a big deer. You know, that's our average deer up here, buck-wise. But I, I'd say I've got a feeling because, you know, most of the time the deer up here, you can look at them on camera and, and you know, you can tell, yeah, he's a big deer. He's not a very big deer. I've got a feeling that this deer is bigger than what he looks on the camera. I hope he is anyway. <laughs> There's a know. good chance of that. I mean, the the Texas whitetail, they're just a different stature. You know, they their horns are different than anywhere else. So I grew up in Missouri and hunted up there. Big body deer, you know, good bases, good mass, all that. And the deer down in Texas, when I first saw my first Texas whitetail, I was like, that's no bigger than a German Shepherd. And then you get to see some of these deer that people have let grow through the years. And you're like, well, now I might have messed, messed up by saying that because that's a big deal. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's funny. Like you, you've never met Shruby. He's, he's a uh, buddy of mine from Texas. His name's Chris Shruby. And uh, so he's never hunted anywhere but Texas. So he's actually, I don't know what time is it. So he's actually on a plane right now headed to Ohio. So he's, he, bought a hunt up here with jc outfits of ohio okay. and uh you know he he asked me he, and and the cool part about it is he just started bow hunting like four or five months ago and so i told him i you know he's like so he started out i think he's killed a couple pigs already uh which you know i'm i'm happy for him like he's you know he's into it and i told him i said once you kill that first animal with a bow you're either hooked or you're not so he killed a couple of pigs with a bow and I told him, you know, you know, he's like, well, well, you know, will I be able to tell the difference between a big buck here and a big buck in, in Ohio? I said, I'm going to tell you right now, you know, I've, you know, like I said before, Stevie and I has hunted all over, the, all, all over the country and I've killed some big bucks, but I told him, I said, these deer up here in Ohio could eat them Texas deer. I mean, I, I've killed Texas deer or Ohio deer that weighed over 300 pounds. Um, but, you know, I told him, I said, you know, this, it, it's, it's one of them things. He's like, well, you know, he wanted to know if he could tell the size difference. And I said, yeah, you, you'll, you, you'll have no problem telling, you know, the difference in size between them deer and these deer. And uh, I told him, I said, you know, when, when you, when you get up here, and you get one of the big mature whitetail in Ohio, you know, 150 inch full of mass and just a giant deer, you know, and I, and I think it's with anything with archery, but, but mainly these big deer up here, these big mature deer, you better have the stuff together because, you know, it, it's, there's just something about bow hunting that, you know, once you get it in your blood, you can't. Now, I, don't get me wrong. I love shooting deer with a rifle. 
but ain't nothing like sticking a big mature whitetail at 30 yards and then watching him crash with insight. Yep. Ted, Austin, thanks again, guys. I can't really, I can't thank you enough for being on the show. And it means a lot to me because you guys are my friends, but also you create a really good show and a lot of good content. And the three of us together, this trip is going to be phenomenal. But again, thank you for being on the show. Of course, man. Thank you for having us. Absolutely. Absolutely. And to our listeners, I just want to say from the bottom of my heart, I thank you for your support because every time you listen, every time you download, that draws attention through Spotify, through Apple, through all the different platforms that we're on. And that just helps our brand grow. And we, we definitely love you for that. But I want to tell you, keep hunting and keep doing what God calls you to do. And I've had people in the past and recently say, what do you mean when you say, keep doing what God calls you to do? And they say, is that like for each of us individually? And I'm like, yeah, absolutely. God has a certain calling on our lives that's individual to us and who we are. But what I really mean is God calls us to be good people, to be lovers of each other, to love your neighbor, to love your enemy. And that's what I really want to, I, I want to get that out there. And, you know, I have a, a foundation in my life as a Christian, and I believe that Jesus is my Lord and Savior. And it is my hope and prayer that everyone in this world comes to that realization, that belief and faith. And I believe that this, this podcast can be that vehicle to help spread the word and spread the gospel. And we're going to do more of that in the future. And we definitely... You know, we, we love we love everybody and and I mean that in times of difficulty, in times of strife and you know, and I, I know without a doubt God puts certain people in our lives because of who they are and who we are and I know that's why Austin and Ted are here in my life. And uh but I say that because I love you all. I truly do. And keep hunting and keep doing what God calls you to do. Thank you for listening to Hunting Day with Stephen Robbins. Don't forget to like, comment, subscribe. If you'd like to follow, you can find Stephen on Instagram at Stephen Hunt Day and Facebook at Stephen Robbins HD. If you'd like to reach Stephen, you can email him at stephen.huntingday at gmail.com.